If you look up to the sky above the chaos of New Delhi in India, you're most likely to see a bird of prey circling overhead, just hanging there, the black kite. This clever, common bird has adapted to life in a vast, hectic city, but they're frequently injured by the sharp, glass-coated threads that are attached to paper kites. Flying paper kites is a very popular pastime there. Nadim Shahzad has made it his life's mission to care for Delhi's injured and sick birds, sometimes at considerable cost to his own family life. He works with his brother on this, and their wildlife rescue work is the subject of a new award-winning documentary called All That Breathes, which is screening at the Sydney Film Festival. Nadim, welcome to Saturday Extra. Hello. I hope you don't mind me describing it as an obsession, but... It's what it takes from you, Nadim. It's extraordinary, this desire to help the black kites. Yes, it needs more than what the best person can do. And uh, it's been a really difficult to take care of so many birds. And we have all the things right into our, mm. into our house. And uh, we have to share everything, like from our earning, from our business, like our time to our family, our place, our home with them. So it's more of a sharing and a kind of a partnership with the birds. And uh, yes, it's very, very difficult. And it's, it costs us a lot, not in terms of money, but in terms of the time which we should be spending with our family and we are sharing with the birds. I'm going to come back to that, but describe for us, please, a picture of how the black kites live in Delhi. So mainly they are uh, birds of prey, and they are more into scavenging rather than hunting, and they are more adapted to this urban ecology of New Delhi, where we have a lot of uh, meat processing plant. India is one of the biggest exporters of meat, so we have a lot of scrap meat, which is not used for human consumption and they are dumped on landfills and these birds they come and they eat that from the landfills and before this uh, slaughterhouse and everything this old tradition of feeding them with meat people this they buy meat from the butchers and they mm. throw the species of meat into the air and the bird come down sweeping and they grab a piece in the midair and they just fly away so that is mainly because, as per the religious beliefs, that feeding a hungry is a good deed, which we call sawab in Urdu. It can help raising your sins and something like that. The trouble is that other practices have also um, inserted themselves, which are causing the birds great harm. Maybe you could describe those for us, please. So one of this is the kite flying, paper kite flying. When the... When people fly kites, they use a very sharp thread, which is coated with powdered glass, and which is a very sharp one, and is mainly used to cut other people's kite from the sky. Oh. And that is so one of So it becomes the, competitive kite flying. And the, yes, oh. that is 100% competitive kite flying. No one can fl fly kite in Delhi in peace. <laughs> the other one will going to cut you out. And and these um, these amazing glass um, uh, effects they cut through the birds' wings and yes they cut run. through the skin the tendons the muscles they even cut through the bone they are so sharp 
So when we get these cases, we even even see this. Sometimes we get the whole wing chopped off. The whole limb chopped off. Yeah. And how long has this been happening? I mean, because this is sort of 20 years ago, this started developing, these, this kite flying? No, no, that is a few hundred years old. Oh, right. But, yeah, but, but the, the, the glass stuff? Uh, no, that glass is, was also there. But in the last 20 years, we have seen there's a new nylon thread. Before that, it was a cotton thread coated with powdered glass. Then we had this nylon thread, a thick nylon thread coated with powdered glass, plus sometimes it is coated with powdered metal. So that is something very nasty, and it's just like a sword. So how many birds are felled by this, roughly, in, in a year, would you know, in, in a, an average month? So we have this uh, different seasons of flying kites all throughout the year. Like when we have extreme weather in summer and in winter, people fly less kite. When we have a good weather, people try to fly more number of kites. And in the month of August, we have this Independence Day celebration and there's a kite flying festival in the month of August in New Delhi. But in the rest of Delhi, it is more of a kite flying festival in January when we have there's a festival called Makar Sakranti, where the whole of the India fly kites. But the, most of the, in, in Delhi, the kite flying is in the month of August. So do people talk about this damage done to the kites or uh, from what I saw in your documentary a lot of people don't care about the kites yes they do, don't care about the kite and if sometimes when we ask them that why do you fly kites when you have so many injuries to the birds and they say never happened to me I never injured any bird in my whole life so it's more of a denial it's not just the kites which are affected every bird everything which flies and is this a topic of conversation? In, you know, is it a, uh, an issue in, in the public mind or not? Yes, we even have these human casualties. Every day a few people die because this thread somehow cuts their throat. Right. And people, they, they just bleed to death on roads, on their rooftops or something. So let's go back to you and what got you into rescuing and these kites and other birds. I think you've moved on now to other birds as well. Um, did you have a history of um, dealing with wild animals and caring for them? Yes, yeah, so since our very childhood, we used to help any animal which needed any help. And in the year 2000, we used to rescue squirrels. We used to rehabilitate them. Before that, when we, we found a kite with his injured wing. That was, I think, 94 or 95 when we were school-going kids. And we took it to a bird hospital and they refused to touch it. They said it's a carnivore bird. It eat meat. So we cannot go... We are not were going they to a vegetarian? Uh, yes. I see. They refused to even touch it and ultimately we just put it back where we found it. After taking it to many places... But we failed to find any place for you that You knew bird. that it would just have to die. There was nothing you could do. Yes, we put it back. And over the years, we used to see many of similar birds in similar conditions, but we, do not, we don't have any place to take them. So we just used to ignore them. But you couldn't ignore the kites, that something was in you and your brother, that you couldn't ignore the kites? Is that it? So no, that, that was in the year 2003, that uh, when we found a similar bird, similar condition, and we said... Let's take it to our home. And we called the veterinarian and start getting treated. And a few days later, we found another and another and another. So we have 
so many birds coming in and we just converted our rooftop into a big cage and uh, they start flying off and that give us a much needed confidence. When you'd healed them, mind you, you also know there's a lot you can't save and then they have to be euthanized. Yeah, the the one which are are getting fixed up when they're flying off and that give us the, the confidence which we needed that time. Well, Nadim, let's hear a little from the documentary All That Breathes, where you are feeding the birds. What, what were you saying there, if you wouldn't mind translating for us? And so uh, when we were kids, uh, elders used to take us to feed the kite, so where the pieces of meat are thrown up in the air from uh, open ground or sometimes from the rooftop, mainly rooftop. So we used to lie down and watch the birds flying overhead and it feel like that uh, our head is spinning and we're just going to fall into the sky. I must say the camera work in your documentary is breathtaking. It weaves its magic very slowly. I mean, there you are, you know, you calmly care for the birds, even you perform minor surgery amidst power shortages and there's flooding, there's intense air pollution and the frightening religious violence, I might add, um, you know, riots. And in the room away, you're running your soap, disp- your soap dispenser business. So it's pretty full on. And I don't think your wives really enjoy it at all, really. There's, so, I mean, I just sort of wonder what keeps you going. The very thought that if we are not going to help them, they're going to starve to death on the streets because they are a large birds and we do not have any natural predator in the wild for them. So when we used to ignore them before we started this, we used to see them, they are lying on the road, not been fed, no water to drink. They just slowly die. So this very thought that if you are going to quit, then most probably they will die of starvation Uh on the street. That is the main force which pushes us to keep, keep this work going on. Now, look, I don't want to completely do a sort of spoiler alert, but things get pretty tough financially for you and emotionally for you and your family. But life improves for you after a report about your rescue work is published. Never, ever say that journalism doesn't matter. A report is published in the New York Times, very nicely written. What happens then? Um, We got some funding from the US and our application to receive funding from outside India was already in process before that uh, uh, report came out in the New York Times. But you weren't getting anything from inside India, were you? Uh, yeah, we were getting something, but uh, for the first 14, 15 years, it was all from our own pocket. Then we, for the last four or five years, we were getting funds from India. Now we, are, we can get any form from anywhere in the world after getting the permission from the government. This will definitely improve the life of the birds which we rescue and care for. How many do you think you've rescued? It's more than 24,000. Oh, my goodness me. And can you change the conversation at all? Have you got any hope of that, of getting rid of these nasty glass-filled threads? That is already banned by the government back in 2017, but the ban is not being enforced properly. 
still you can see people using them, people selling them. Right. People getting killed because of it. I think we have black kites here in Australia too, don't we? I mean, yes, in the north part of Australia. Right. Okay, you haven't seen any? You haven't taken a break and seen any here? No, no only see the gulls, right? Just the, <laughs> the gulls. I hope you've seen a few more things than the gulls. We, we're very, very proud of our birds here. Um, very best of luck, Nadim. And I certainly had no idea that this was uh, underway. And uh, I do hope that you get a lot more attention paid. Thank you. Thank you so much. Nadim Shazad and his brother Mohammed Saud, a star in All That Breathes at the Sydney Film Festival. It was the winner of the Grand Jury Prize at Sundance uh, this year, so keep an eye out for it on your streaming platforms. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.